This is Beirut's Brightside. Vous écoutez Beirut's Brightside. Entoma, Beirut's Brightside. One of our favorite things to talk about at Beirut's Brightside is the local music scene. It's like no other, eclectic, constantly growing, and we love to support local talent. For this episode of BBS Stories, we caught up with Ziad Nofal, Beirut-based producer, DJ, and radio host. Ziad has been on air for over 20 years. He's organized events, has his own record label through which he promotes local talent. But above all, he shares his biggest passion and plays a major role in shaping the scene. We're sitting on a bench in front of his favorite spot, the charming paper cup bookstore in the Mamchael neighborhood. Ziad talks about his journey and his work. He casually tells his story as he waves hello to clients walking in and out. Everybody knows everybody here, he says. Ziad witnessed the emergence of the post-war local music scene. He tells us more about how it has evolved and how his work evolved with it. The essence of my work, well, it's, it's tough to describe, but what I can tell you for a fact is, is that it all revolves around music. And it's been that way for a very long time. I first started as a DJ working in, in bars and restaurants. And then from there, I graduated into radio. And um, being in a ra on a radio program playing local music, uh, I started listening to young local talent. Eventually, I graduated from the radio to organizing concerts. Um, and uh, eventually, from there to uh, creating a music label and releasing local music on that music label. And, and the way that I do it is that I have no restriction of genre. I, I, uh, as long as it's good music, as long as, it's, as long as it's music I can relate to, I will pass it on, I will facilitate, I will introduce people to people, I will try to get Kinematic to play a cine concert at Metropolis, although one has nothing to do with the other. I will try to get an electronic artist like Radio KVM or an artist like Munma to play in Irtijal, which is this highbrow experimental festival. This is also part of my work, not only to play these people on the radio and release their albums, but also to introduce them to other people and to create some sort of exchange within the country. Around 1996, I think, late 90s, early 2000s, more and more young local bands were making great music and becoming prominent. And um, I was working at the radio. I would receive these people's CDs and I would play them on my program. And at the same time, I would be in touch with them. And since I was playing in bars and restaurants, I eventually started arranging concerts and small bars and small restaurants for these bands. Uh, this is really how it started for me. The, the live thing was more a way to play the music that I used to play on my radio shows in a live setting. So I would like schedule a concert by Soap Kills, for example, in a restaurant called Babylon. This is late 90s, early 2000s, and this went on for many years. And then around 2008 and to, or 2009, we had, we had so much live material at the radio. Like we had had so many artists coming to the radio show, Ruptures, and, and recording their songs live and, and talking about their work that we had this idea to release a CD of those sessions. So the first ruptured session CD was released, which is a live session on the radio, and then another one and another one and another one. And um, this is how the label was born, basically. In 2009, I think we had the idea with my partner Fadi 
Tabal in 2008. We created the label in 2009. Uh, we already had experience with production. We had experience doing concerts. We had experience with bands, with live sound. It was easy. All we had to do was find the CD format. So we did that. We released one CD and then many more. And eventually, when everyone started doing compilation CDs of, of Lebanese local acts, we, we started releasing CDs and records by one artist, like commissioned works. The label is called Ruptures, uh, Ruptured, uh, with a D. Uh, the radio show is called Ruptures. Um, the live sessions are called Ruptured Sessions. They all have the same basic name because they're all connected in some way. It all started with the radio. So the radio program playing non-local music at first and then local music and then honing in on the local music and focusing only on that, organizing concerts and then making CDs and now records. The state of the scene uh, in Lebanon, that's a very big question. But uh, f for me, it, it goes back not to 1996 and not to Soap Kills and Zed Hamdan. It goes back to 2006 and the war uh, with Israel. And um, up to that point, there was a lot of Lebanese talent and people were singing here, singing abroad, getting recognized. But the war sort of put a beam a telescopic, journalistic, cultural beam on the country and everybody suddenly became very interested in what was happening culturally in this country. Of course, uh, new technologies, social media helped in the sense that what was happening here was being broadcast outside. And this applies to music as well. The music that was being made here was also broadcast outside and a lot of people became suddenly interested in scrambled eggs, in munma, in all those bands that were not known before. And it kept exploding and exploding and exploding and the scene kept getting bigger. And then it wasn't just four or five bands. It became several sub-scenes, a hip-hop scene, an electronic scene, a rock scene, an experimental scene, a pop scene, and all of them active together in a very small geographic environment and... And, uh, and making music that is a reflection of the country and not at the same time, which is what makes it interesting. Um, well, until, until today. Beirut is a vibrant, diverse city, and for Ziad, it's reflected in the music scene. You'll find socially engaged hip-hop, folk music, experimental electronic music. There's that diversity in everything here. There's something for everyone. Ziad shares with us what keeps bringing him back and what this city has to offer. I don't think that the music that is made by the Lebanese artists of today, whether young or old, is, is, uh, shapes the city. I think the city shapes the music. It's the other way around. The, the city of Beirut and the culture of Lebanon are, have always been fragmented. Uh, have always been a division between East and West. Uh, people here want to belong culturally to the East, but at the same time they, they wear, not in the actual sense of the word, but they wear, they, they um, relate to everything that's Westernized. And the music, I think, follows this in the sense that you have artists singing in English, you have artists singing in Arabic, you have people doing hip-hop who are socially engaged, people doing rock music that sounds nothing like being politically engaged. I think the fragmentation of the country 
causes the fragmentation of the music. I think the social fragmentation of the country, the ethnic fragmentation, the cultural and religious divisions of the country are found in the music in the sense that you can get people like Mashroa Leila who are uh, very gender conscious and uh, very music conscious perform a certain type of music and be recognized for it just like you can have people like Who Killed the Bruce Lee and Wanton Bishops who have created uh, a music template that is completely westernized and has, has nothing to do with the Arabic world or the Lebanese world no matter how much they say it is And, and still get away with it and still do something that, that, that has meaning and depth and purpose. The city and the culture and the, uh, the fragmentation is, 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 is not a very nice word, although it might be correct in this case. I think the right word is mutations. The mutations of, of the culture and the mutations of the city, no matter what their cause, uh, ethnic, religious, et political, etc., politi um, the mutations of the city and of the culture cause the mutations in the music and cause the, the Lebanese music scene to be so diverse. Uh, you can have somebody like Ziad Rahbani and somebody like Rima Khshesh cohabitating with postcards and scrambled eggs. Mashra Layla cohabitate with wanton bishops. People doing the cra craziest of experimental music in, in a festival that takes place every year. And people doing the most accessible of musics and finding the same audience at these two concerts. The fact that there's a lot of curiosity helps. Lebanese audiences are extremely curious, also extremely jaded, which, which kind of makes it very unpredictable for, for promoters like me because one day we can have 600 people at a concert and one day we can have six. So there's no way to tell. Uh, the audiences are simultaneously extremely jaded and extremely interested. So if you're doing something that you think is interesting, uh, there is something that keeps pushing you forward and this applies whether you're a musician or a DJ or a promoter or a cultural communicator and and this this is for me what makes it very interesting what what makes me fond of this place what makes me not leave not ever want to leave although I've considered it over time but there's something that keeps bringing you back and that is the idea that if you If you build it carefully or not carefully, if you, if, you, if you keep chipping at it little by little, eventually you will find something under the dirty surface, something that is worthwhile, something that you will be able to communicate and people will be happy if you communicate it to them and you will feel that you made a difference. Ziad's record label, Ruptured, recently released the album In Transit, a compilation of the band Safar's first three EPs, as well as previously unreleased songs. Safar is the Lebanese duo founded by Maisa Jalad and Ili Abdennour. Here, they sing their first Arabic track, Wanamshi, addressing more political and social issues.
I think I'm one of those very rare people who have never left, uh, not for more than six or seven months at least. Um, and I've been doing radio since 1992, and I've been a DJ since around that same time. I did both at the same time, and I've been, and I think I was the first label to release vinyl. Um, I think I was the first guy to organize concerts in non-venues, uh, etc. Not to not to tap my not to tap myself on the back or whatever. It's just that in order for for me to do whatever it is that I wanted to do, I had to come up with means to do it. Um, and my relationship to the city, because this is something we had been discussing, you and I, is derived from that. Um, I love the city because it offers opportunities to do things like that, to do things DIY, to uh, bring in an artist from abroad because I do these as well and like have him come and play concerts in random venues in a bookshop, um, in, in a cave, in whatever, and not get assaulted by general security or police or whatever. Um, I like the fact that we can come up with solutions at all times uh, with whatever means we have at our disposal. I like that the city offers that. The city offers you outlets uh, and brightness and um, it offers you uh, hope in the musical sense of the word. My relationship to the city is one of, I'm not going to say love-hate because that's a cliche and it's not the case. It's not love-hate. I don't love the city. I don't hate it. I find it fascinating. Uh, I find it immensely challenging. Um, I find it difficult, but um, it's not love-hate, it's flux and reflux. There will be certain tides when everything will go your way, and there will be certain tides, certain tides and times where nothing will, will go your way, and you will have to adapt to that and, 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 and make do with that. Uh, and it's something that, I, that I've mentioned to you earlier, this idea of it can push you forward, or it can, you know, push you backwards and give you the feeling that nothing you, you do has any worth. Um, my relationship to the city is exactly that. It's trying to avoid those moments when I feel my work is worthless and try to focus on the moments when I feel my work has some worth. So, yeah, there's, there's always ways to work around Beirut. And this, for me, is what makes it bright. This is the bright side of Beirut. The fact that it's ever-changing, uh, sometimes very generous, sometimes very vampiric. And uh, you can shape yourself in a way that the city will respond to you. We'll end this episode of BBS Stories with another local act, also released on the ruptured record label. This is Madame Chandelier and the track entitled Exodus. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time. Thank you.
This is Beirut's Brightside. Vous écoutez Beirut's Brightside. Entoma, Beirut's Brightside. 